Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. The government has shut down. Tracy Ellis Ross discusses the wage gap and salary on Blackish. And people are wondering, is Cory Booker shutting and jiving for the white man? Well, good, y'all. This is your host, Angel Andrean. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession Okay, a little bit longer than it was last time, but still no enthusiasm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm just kidding. That was good. What's going on with you, Jen? How you doing? I'm doing good. This has been a long weekend, you know, you know. Uh, same old, still being ugly, still making them drinks, um, <laughs> still trying to live my best life, you know, and get lots of sleep. But as far as the sleep goes, that's not happening. Um, how are you, Miss Angel Vandrina? I'm just tired. My dog is uh, is sick, so he kept my husband up all night, um, all morning, all night, I guess, from... Like around one thirty in the morning, he got the barking. He pooped on himself and threw up on himself. Then, like thirty minutes later, same shit. Then, like an hour and a half later, same shit. My husband he just kept having to like walk on. It was just a mess. At like like four o'clock in the morning, outside walking it all, but just a mess. So yeah, it it was stressful. I mean, I was standing there asleep the whole time, enjoying this. Sleep. So was the dog? You know. is he sick or? Yeah, mm-hmm, he's sick. So. What does he have, like the flu? I don't know. Shit, we ain't taking to the doctor or nothing. This just happened. Wow. Well, you know, remember you had sent me that thing of like they were talking about the pet flu? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The dog flu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's what it was or no? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He um he ate some turkey bacon the other day by accident that fell from my son's plate. And then he also, um like, he, he got these new treats from his, um, from the grooming place that we took him to. So I guess his eating has been a little bit differently. So maybe that could be why he's eating things that he's not normally used to eating. So right. he's monitoring it and taking everything away that he, you know, has been eating on that's new and stuff like that and just trying to get his bowel movements back to normal. Because I don't know what the hell my husband going to do if he has to be up all night tonight knowing that he got to be at work in the morning. As you already know, I'm going to be asleep. I'm going to say the same thing, too. I told you to get rid of the dog. And he's going to look at me like, you a bad person. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> and I not did, comment. you know. <laughs> right. So, you, so you just got to plot against the dog. Like, it has to be a legitimate reason as to why, like, you have to get rid of the dog or else it's not going to happen. But I mean, that, that's not so bad. We, we plotting against dogs, but, you know. I know, I know. We're I mean, horrible. I, yeah. I mean, well, I, I've talked about it before. We had a dog before we had my dog now, Pablo. But that was like two years ago. And we weren't ready for a dog then, you know. So, And I think you really, like they say, like to adopt dogs and stuff like that from the, 
humane society, but you really have to, if you're not, and I say that's more so if you're a dog person, but if you're not a dog person, you have to get a dog that matches your lifestyle, that gets it. Like, my dog is so smart. Like, he's so chill. Like, he's a little annoying, but he's not, like, he's still cute at the same time, so I just deal with it, and he listens. Like, the other dog, I hated that dog. Like, I really mm-hmm. dislike dogs, but I'm not a dog person, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, and you aren't either, you know, so. Yeah, yeah neither mm-hmm. am I. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> me either. Shit. Me not doggy type person at all. Um, but yeah, we just have to see. He is just uh he's a trip. He he really is. I mean he got some really good ears though. He's a trip. It's been very interesting these ones. Um, these last few months and his birthday is next month, so I don't know what we're gonna do, probably nothing. Um, but anyways, guys, because it's on Valentine's Day, I don't know. I might show him a little extra love, you know. Probably won't, but, you know, we'll have to see. Anyway, so make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and, of course, this podcast from Log Talk. Send us your confessions at confessions the number 2 us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And let us know what topics you guys want to hear. What, what do you want us to discuss on this show? Tag us in the drama, too. Before we get into those hot topics, Jen, why don't you get them? With that young L O confession question of the day. Uh, Miss Angel Vandrina, unfortunately I am unsure of the confession question of the day. So I was hoping okay. that you would explain it. Sorry. Angel, why don't you hit them with that L O young confession question <laughs> of the day? <laughs> All right guys, confession question of the day. So the topic of this conversation is going to have to do with the wage gap by gender and race. And this all comes from um, Tracy Ellis Ross and her conversation that we're going to have later on the episode regarding her salary on Blackish. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into those confessionals. Jen, would you like to hit them with that first confessional of the day? Yes, yes, yes. So according to the GRIO, the government is ready to shut down on Friday, uh, well, this past Friday, um, at midnight, but President Donald Trump seems completely unbothered. In fact, he's so indifferent about the possibility that he's headed to his usual weekend stay at his mar Alago resort on, um, which was this past Friday at 4, uh, per the White House itinerary, which was posted on Thursday night. While there, he's expected to attend a $100,000 per couple gala that will raise money for the Republican National Committee in its 2020 re-election. As he's whining and dining, Congress still only has hours to get the government funded, and they don't know what the president wants out of the deal. According to CNN, sources President Trump later decided to go to Amar Alago in light of the impending shutdown. A White House spokeswoman, however, denied that the planned trip to Florida had been canceled, saying no decisions about his travel beyond Friday have yet been made. Um, there is a question about DACA. Republicans are struggling to find a partnership with the president, and that and that's when he he's actually physically in Washington. We don't have a reliable partner at the White House to negotiate with, Senator Lindsey Graham said on Thursday morning. This has turned into a shit show for no good reason, and the only way out of this is to grow up a little bit, and I think that's going to happen. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also lamented that Republicans don't exactly know whether Trump will sign a bill 
they put in front of him saying, on the Republican side, we're interested in what his views are, and those have not been made fully apparent yet. The problem is entirely one of the president's making. Since he announced the end of the DACA program, which puts hundreds of thousands of dreamers at risk of deportation, despite saying that he wanted a compromise, Trump rejected a bill that was presented to him last week where he also referred to Haiti and African nations as shithole countries. Um, while Trump may not be physically around to sign a bill into law to keep the government running, according to CNN, Trump officials think they might be able to use Twitter to keep things going. Apparently, the president could just tweet out a promise to sign a government funding bill once he returns, and that will be enough assurance to keep things going. Or as New York Magazine put it, the president will just send a tweet announcing that everything's cool now. Even in our modern age, remote governing isn't the same as actually working with your cabinet in person, particularly when it comes when it co- concerns decisions that will impact every American. Hidden to his personal resort in the middle of a crisis is not a good move, no matter how you spin it. I mean, so but when, when do we see? When when have we seen Donald Trump make any good moves? The whole presidency, the whole time he's been in office. There's not been good moves that has been made, and people are acting like they're so shocked that this man is running off to a resort when something so massive is happening. He don't give a damn about people from DACA. He don't give a damn about foreign countries. Like you just mentioned, he called them shithole countries, shithole people. Like, he's just an asshole. And, yeah, he's gonna, he don't give a damn about the government being shut down. Hey, if you're not going to give us money to fund these items, I'm not going to give you money for DACA. And that's just the way that this fool thinks. And, yeah, it it seems so simple. You can just come back or you could have already signed this document and instead you want to make people suffer because that's the type of shit you do. Because you want motherfuckers to be scared. And it's unacceptable. He is absolutely a a disgrace. Like, I cannot stand Donald Trump. He's just so bitch-made. He's unhappy with his life and himself. He has nothing to prove but really trying to make this all trying to prove shit to people like I'm the president I can sign and I can do whatever the hell I want but instead of you know worrying about the government shut down I'm gonna go ahead and relax and and, and fill up and grab on other bitches pussy while you know what I'm saying y'all are struggling wondering if we're gonna send you guys back like what kind of person does that he is so evil what was your thoughts on it um exactly everything that you said I mean what more can we say about Mr. Trump, yeah, ridiculous. And I was looking into, like, what exactly, because they said, I guess the government shut down in 2013 with Obama. Yeah. Because Obama Mm -hmm. and the Congress um, couldn't come to a compromise. And um, Mm -hmm. what it essentially means was um, that government employees, I don't believe, are getting paid. Like, museums and stuff are shut down for the moment. Um, And I don't know. So is it just like... I, I was trying to figure out, so it's like, is police not getting paid now, or, you know? No, they're getting is- paid, and I've seen, and i also seen something else that some racist fool wrote, and he was just like, don't worry, Democrats, the food, you still get your food stamps this month, and this was like, what the fuck, why are you general- generalizing all Democrats as people who get food stamps? I'm a Democrat, bitch, I don't get a pizza, an ounce of fucking state 
any fucking thing. Well, we know so, that's. I mean, but well, we know that that's not true because clearly, look who voted right, for Trump. Right. I mean, it's like, Democrats out here winning with your Republicans life. for the most part. And I mean, don't get exactly. me wrong. I know that Republicans are there are a wide range, just like there are with Democrats. But a lot of them are what you would mm-hmm. see in your local trailer park. Well, it's not local to me because I don't live in any trailer park. But, um, yeah. So what do you think they're you, doing? They're not your working. local crack houses. And your, right, exactly. Using government assistance. Exactly. Continuing yeah. to get checks from not working, no exactly. passive income, no stocks, honey. Um, they're getting mm-hmm. checks from the government i.e. me and the taxes that I pay, bitch. So what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Exactly. You better tell them. Let them know, Jen Othello. Um, but yeah, Donald Trump needs to get his shit together. He really just needs to be impeached. He, like, I mean, he's not going to. You know, and I was listening why, to D.L. Hughes. Why do you Hughes say that, though? Why do you say that? I mean, he's yes, a seventy-year-old. He's a seventy-year-old man. Like he don't before. give a fuck. Like he's just gonna continue to do him. Like we could just hope well, that the motherfucker gets impeached. And like you know, and that, and that's what they're saying. They're like, if if he does not, if we don't get Democrats in to, um, I'm trying to think, who do we vote for in midterm elections? The Congress, the Senate, um, one of them. But if we don't get majority Democrats, then there's no way that motherfucker's getting impeached, and he probably will get reelected, which is so sad to say. But mm-hmm. yeah. well, that's stupid. Now, well, I, I'm sure he actually won't be reelected. Now that you know, a lot of people who you know husbands are you know of a different ethnicity. Um, you know, they were like, no, you know, you need to vote for Donald Trump. This is who I'm voting for. He's going to do this for you. Now that they see, like, the real, like, type of shit that he's done, there's a lot of people who, like, no, like, my husband went out overseas and woo-woo, this and that. You know that shit called And it's crazy of... because it's like, <clears throat> I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But it's no, like no, he's, he's attacking, like, these countries of, like, where you said that people of ethnicities who might have voted for him, the reasons why, like, um, you know, Haiti has, like, a disdain overall for Clinton because um, back in the day, I guess there was some sort of, like, when there was the, like, the tragedy in, in Haiti, I don't know if it was a hurricane or something, where, like, Haiti ended up suffering, like, a huge amount. And um, it was supposed to be the Clintons who had, um sort of organization that was supposed to help them and it was getting abused on a lower level so Haitians in general dislike Hillary Clinton so a lot of them voted for Donald Trump except for the woke ones um, mm-hmm. but even like now with him saying that hey Haiti's a shithole country a lot of motherfuckers voted for him you know I'm sure it's a slap in the face and, and the same with Africans because I'm, sure. I'm sure there are Africans that have become citizens that voted for him too you know so yeah, man, I, you can't you can't sit and continue to support that man at all, at all. He's wrong. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> so fucking stupid, guys. Anyways, but we're gonna go ahead and move on to our next topic. Forgive me, all. Um, Jeanne. Fredo Santana or Fredo? Um, yeah, Fredo, Fredo. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. Forgive me. Now, the rapper Fredo Santana, whose real name is Derek Coleman, has died at the age of 27. 
Last year, it was reported that he had health problems, including liver and kidney failure. According to CNN, he died at his residence around 11 p.m. Friday, um, said Lieutenant David Smith, a, smoke, a spokesman for the coroner's office. Smith said in the autopsy, um, his autopsy was pending. In October, Santana posted on his verified Instagram account that he was being treated for liver and kidney failure. Santana was also the cousin of Chief Keith, the best known of the young generation of Chicago rappers to have emerged on the music scene in the recent years. Keith's grandmother, Margaret Carter, told CNN on Saturday that Santana had been sick recently but had not discussed the illness much with his family. He and his girlfriend just had a baby boy last June, she said. According to TMZ, his girlfriend came home around 11.30 p.m. and found him dead on the floor. The rapper had talked openly about his lean addiction, and we've reported way too many times lean can trigger seizures. A number of rappers, including Drake, have gone on social media the last few hours to pay their respects. Jung, what is your thoughts on um, just so young? You know, that's our age, 27 years yeah. old, dying from, uh, you know, a seizure. And, um, well, that's that's what people, you know, they're saying he died from a seizure. And um, yeah. then to know that, you know, he had an addiction to lean and, you yeah. know, the lean could have caused a seizure. Oh, it's just Really sad, you know. It's really it's really unfortunate. Um, because I mean, Fredo is like one of the few people that I do know as far as like the Chicago like that whole rap scene and I'm not saying like the woke because you have like the woke rappers like Big Mensa and Common and Kanye and Lupe Fiasco who are all from Chicago and people listen to them overall, but then you have like that that group of like I'm not going to say, I don't know what to say, like, grimy or, like, it's just, like, a whole different movement, but, oh, excuse me, I just burned. Yeah. But there's a lot, I'm fucking up right now, but there are a lot of um, different guys who represent that movement, but I'm not familiar with, but Fredo, he was one of the people that I actually did know, and I actually listened to, like, a couple of his songs before, and thought he was pretty dope, because I'm, like, a huge fan of Chief Keith. Um, so yeah, I would always I listen to like people that was around him. Um, but yeah, it's sad. Like, and it just goes to show you, like, I feel like a lot of times in our, in our generation, people yeah. don't take addiction seriously and they don't mm-hmm. realize that, you know, it's not just crack and heroin, you know, you have pill addictions, you have lean addictions, you have even weed addictions. That can be something serious mm-hmm. and something that may not be, you know, conducive and something that, you know, can potentially ruin your life, you know. Um, and we also, we just had a little peep who died from Xanax not too long ago. So, I mean, yeah. people, young people, they have to start waking up and realizing, like, you know, it's it's past partying. Like, you have a problem, you know. And the fact that it's like he had liver failure and he was still continuing to, you know, allegedly, because I can't, I can't actually say because I wasn't around him but they're saying like he was still using lean even though you know he knew he had addiction and he knew it fucked up his liver you know it's a problem you know and it's so sad because he was such a young person um and just prayers to the family man and it and it's fucked up because when I first um when I first heard that he passed I was like damn he got shot too you know but um just to know like 
you have another person from Chicago, you know, dying at such a young age. And, you know, it's another reason, you know, attributed to not just gang violence and, you know, and, and shooting. It's like you have drug addiction as well. It's just, it's sad. It's, you know, it's terrible. And we have to do better as a people, you know. And and I was just talking about on last episode, uh, I don't know, was it last episode or episode before last um, with g Easy and his whole, you know, being candid with using drugs, it's like, it's not okay, you know, and it may seem fun and, you know, one of the best highs and the best feelings of your life, but it's only, you know, a spiral that's going to one day be out of your hands and you cannot fucking control. Like, the game stays the fucking same. Players just change. Like, that's the real shit. Like, you, in the long run, you cannot sit and be normal doing coke. Like you right. cannot sit and be normal drinking lean. Like yeah, you can you can get them go to work and you can make millions of dollars now, but one day it's gonna get out of hand and you're gonna have a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. You know. So, like I said, prayers to everyone. You know, the whole 300 fam, and you know, and best wishes. You know. Yeah. But we have to do better. Black people, young people. You know this. It's, it sucks to say, but this should be a lesson, and this should wake you up. I saw DJ Mustard. He poured his lean out. And also, I thought that lean was expired now. You, you know? So I'm I like, know, what, are they, what are they drinking? Like, you know what I'm saying? What, what, like, yeah, so are they just like, drinking, like, like legal cough syrup, like like NyQuil, and they mixing that shit with Sprite? Right. Like, nigga, you're not sleepy? What are you drinking that for? Like, to go to bed at night? Like, what are you doing? Like, that shit crazy. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I seen on uh, Facebook earlier today in the whole Milwaukee, um, somebody posted, I don't know why people who sip lean and pop Percocet um, feel like they're not a hype. You know, and oh my goodness, it was they like, they don't that that and that's some real shit. Like yeah. that is some real I shit. Like like really comments, that is, as <laughs> you said what? I said it was like seven hundred comments and people were pissed off about that statement. And I'm like, why are you so mad? It's this shit is real. Like you are well because I can I can still go to work the next day and I don't need it all the time. Okay, but. Bitch, that addiction is going to start growing, just like alcohol, just like weed, just like every other thing that you enjoy doing. You're going to need more and more and more. And that's the, you know, no, because uh, uh, dopamine, they steal. Heist, they steal. Like, mm, not all heist right. and dopamine steal. That, that's just one part of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But that's honestly what I think. I, I, I feel like a lot of times people feel like because it's not like a dire situation, you know, and. Like you said, they're not robbing and killing and stealing and, and selling their bodies to, you know, drink lean. That is not an issue. But it's to the point of where, like with Fredo, if they're telling you, like, nigga, you are going to die mm-hmm. if you don't stop this shit and you're still continuing to do this shit. If it, if it turns into a whole different person, like, yeah, that's hype shit. That <laughs> is the same shit. Yeah, yeah. And people, they were just off. They were just like flipping out. Like, well, you know, it's a party drug, you know. So if I if I do it once or twice at a party every, you know, once a month, then no, I'm not a hype. And that's just like. And somebody was like, well, you telling me if I don't do crack once a time a month, that don't make me a crackhead? Like, what? I don't get it. 
You know, well, that's not the same type of drug. Lean and Percocet, that's not the same. Like, it, it kind of is. You're thinking about, you know, Percocet, those are prescribed from a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have a doctor's order to get perk, but not with lean and not with crack. You know, so in a sense, I mean, it's a strong pill. It's bad overall. You know, and I'm not trying to say anybody who does it, you know, whatever. I mean, that's your life. I know damn well I ain't trying to put none of that shit in my body. I had one, two, three, four surgeries before. And trust me, I have never stayed on any of those damn pills more than four days, even when I got a spirit, period. No way, Jose. <laughs> no fucking way. So, I mean, it just I don't like the way they make me feel, and I can't understand why people, they love that. Anyways, getting all back on topic, it is sad. Um, did you see, what was it, Karuche? Did you see what she posted? I think it was Karuche. I yeah. did. I did. She she said lean was lame, and it was just like, people were saying it was, it was the wrong time, and it was too soon, and it's like, I can see that. But, that might be hurtful to, you know, like, his family and people around him, but it's like, she don't know these motherfuckers, real. and that's and that's a real-ass right. statement. Like, you know what I'm saying? It is fucking lame. Like, yeah. People, they just, all they do is they sit and they tell me it's a party drug. All you do is fall the fuck asleep. <laughs> That's literally all you do. Like, yeah, wiping out your damn mouth like you you can't react. Like, motherfuckers straight mm-hmm. taking advantage of you. Like, what? No. No. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Yeah. So, anybody out there listening to this show that's popping perks or on the whole Milwaukee asking people to drop them off some whatever the hell y'all be packaging up and send it to people, just stop. Because, once again, we're not invincible. You know, if a doctor tells you to stop doing it, just stop. Like, seriously. I mean, do you want to live or do you want to pass away at such a young age? I mean, he hasn't even really lived, you know, a full legacy. You know, a lot of people didn't even know him. And he just had a new baby boy, eight months, and he's dead already. You know, now this woman going to have to live her life without her man, you know, and, and his son, her son, their son would never know who their father was. This shit is so real and it's so serious. And 27 is extremely young. So prayers to the family. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Because I can tell y'all, I can talk to y'all about these drugs and how horrible it is all day. (laughs) Next topic, Vice Media co-founder Gavin McInnes waded into racially charged waters this week blasting U.S. Senator Cory Booker, who's a Democratic senator of New Jersey, as kind of like Sambo when he voiced his concern about racial inequality. He said he's kind of shucking and jiving for the white man. And he said this on Wednesday on his online talk show, Get Off My Lawn. And um, we all know shucking and jiving is a term that is derogatory mm-hmm. to, towards like African-Americans. Um, and it is like a stereotypical term, like since the days of the Civil War. Um, Cory Booker grew up. He also says Cory Booker grew up in a rich, all-white suburb. He's basically a, a white guy. His parents were very wealthy executives at IBM. McInnes, who is also white, continued. He added that he thought any outrage Booker expresses on racial issues was part of a dance directed towards the white audiences. Um, he wants to be a black dude. So he pretends that he's down with the brothers and he acts outraged about racism all the time for white people, McInnes said. That gets him votes from whites. The clip was first isolated by the website White Wing Watch on Friday. 
what these guys are really trying to get is white votes because that's the majority of people in this country. He added, if you're in Japan, you want Japanese votes. Vice Media declined to comment on McInnes' statements. Despite his role co-founding Vice Media in 1994, McInnes departed from the company more than a decade ago and is prevented from saying much about it publicly due to a non-disparagement agreement. Um, the brand has worked tirelessly to distance itself from McInnes and some of his more provocative right-wing online commentary, a matter that has taken renewed urgency as the company culture comes under the scrutiny of the Me Too movement. Since leaving Vice, McInnes has spent most of his time plumbing the depths of right uh, of far-right fever swamps. In 2014, Thought Catalog published his most infamous piece, Transphobia is Perfectly Natural. The story was taken down after a swift public outcry. Haven't you seen all the totally functional, happily married, normal trannies walking around? They, they aren't all dead, you know. They sell flowers at the local village and bake pies for their scores of adopted children, said McInnes in the piece, which um, it also says, by pretending this is all perfectly sane, um, you are enabling these poor bastards to mutilate themselves. This insane war on pronouns is about telling people what to do. McInnes has said on multiple occasions that the piece blew his career and cost him millions of dollars. Despite this check pass, McInnes occasionally found a home on Fox News with hosts like Sean Hannity and Greg Gutfield. While on the network, he has claimed that men are raped more often than women and that women would be happier if they stayed at home instead of working. McGinnis the bitch is (laughs) extremely just he's so fucking ignorant like shut your dumb ass up okay that how first of all I'm gonna start I'm gonna start by talking about Corey how the fuck are you gonna tell anybody that this African American man who would have been African American back in the slavery days is shucking and jiving for the white people. So the fuck was he trying to get white votes? Motherfucker. It sounds to me like he's smart. Okay? So he can move in a way, you know, that we all need him to move in. Um, for him to say he's he's trying to be down, he's trying to like, what the fuck do you need? What is that to me? What are you talking about? What the fuck does trying to be down even what like I don't get it. You you sound foolish. Um and so so what he was raised in a, a nice area with a white family. Who gives a fuck? Like y'all said the same shit about Colin Kaepernick. Who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, you know, they're still standing up for what's right. Okay, and they're still he is outraged at the backlash and the racism. What are you talking about, Mex Guinness? Okay? That's why your ass ain't going nowhere. That's why I didn't know nobody really knows who the hell you are and you're occasionally on Fox because you say a lot of dumb shit. Right. When when I first heard this article, I was like shocked. I didn't realize that Vice has such an idiot co-founder, you know, and I was just like, wait a minute, because Vice is so, they just seem so, um, 
Yeah. Empathetic and so open and trying to understand different lifestyles. Like, you know, we've talked about it a million times. And even though some stuff I don't like when they follow the whole white supremacy, the guy around Mm -hmm. and the day in the life of that. But it was just like they also touched on subjects of different, like, subcultures that we would never know. Like, you know, getting jumped into a gang. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but it was like this video that went viral of this guy who got jumped into the crypts, I believe. And he got the shit beat out of him. And that was like covered by Vice. And um, so many different things. That's very interesting. But um, for them to seem so trying to inform everyone of, you know, different groups, you know, and that may have walked different paths in their life or whatever. For him to come from that, I'm like, damn. But um, another thing I hate is when white people, they try to make motherfuckers who are of affluent and I should say motherfuckers because Cory Booker he's a great man you know um I do enjoy him I listen to him on the D.L. Hughley podcast and I feel like he's talked with Angela Rye before and also um he I don't when they had the whole um trial with the Russia gate and um he was like one of the people that was going in on um was it Jeff Sessions um yeah when they were interviewing interviewing like the um, former national security advisor. He was like one of the people that was like straight, like not snapping, but he was just like letting him know like nigga, we on to you, you know? So I fuck with Cory Booker, but um, what annoys me is I feel like a lot of times when you have, you know, black people who are from affluent and they were basically raised like privileged rich kids, you know what I'm saying? They try to group them as white. Like, no, he's not basically a white guy. Like, he always probably felt like he was an eyeball out, which more than likely made him more comfortable to be around, you know, and and happier when he was around his own people because you motherfuckers would do that, pointing out all the time, you know, that he's the only black person in class, only black person in his private school, that both his parents was probably the only black people at IBM at that that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not stupid, you know, and um, it's just so fucking annoying. It's just like, stop trying to claim everybody. Y'all try to claim the Egyptians. Like, any, any right. anything good, it's just like, y'all y'all feel like that's y'all. No, no. Okay? Black people can be educated. Mm-hmm. We're right. not all fucking ghetto and hood rats. Sorry. We're not all from the hood. We don't all live in the hood. Like, it's okay. It's exactly. all right. But um, I don't remember his name. McInnes. Fuck you. You're an mm-hmm. idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. I do see Cory Booker as being one of the potentials for um, running for the Democratic seat in 2020. Um, and I think he's just a dope individual, so, yeah. Sounds good to me, guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to our last topic of the evening. According to EW.com, Tracy Ellis Ross is speaking out about her contract renegotiation from Blackish and the fight for equal pay in Hollywood. In a January 18th story in the Hollywood Reporter about how actresses are combating the gender pay gap, the publication cites several sources who attended um, a Time's Up meeting in which Ross salary was talked about and discussed. Um, she reportedly um, said that she was compensated significantly less 
than Blackish co-star Anthony Anderson for her work on the show. And if this pay discrepancy wasn't rectified, those sources said they she may be on the episode fewer while guest starring on a different show to make up the difference. Um, an ABC source told The Hollywood Reporter that while the New Deal was significantly increased her salary, the two actors, actors' roles aren't equal, as Anderson also serves as an executive producer and was part of the project during the early stages of development. In a Excuse me. In a statement released on Twitter one Saturday night, the actress confirmed the contract renegotiations, noting that she wanted to be compensated in a way that matches my contribution to the show that I love for many reasons, including the opportunity it allows me to reshape what it is to be a fully realized black woman on TV. That said, she denied making any threats about reducing her appearances on the show. The words and thoughts that were in the original article and started this public conversation were not mine, she said. I wish I would have been called directly by the quarter to confirm that. While the fact that her contract talks um, have become public is awkward, she said she is grateful for the opportunity of support, adding, I'm truly thankful that important conversations are taking place about the fight for women worth and equality in tightening the pay gap in the industry. Jim, what do you think about this? Um, I'm happy for Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, I mean, we all saw. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but it was it, it's quite a difference between what her and Anthony Anderson makes, and still, like they're nowhere near for them to be getting the awards and the accolades that are they getting in the viewers that they get. They still are not on the same level, even him as their white counterparts counterparts on the same uh, television station. Um, but yeah, like she should at least be making what what the fuck Anthony Anderson makes. Like I feel like she makes, like, um, it was it was online. I don't want don't quote me, but it was like either eighty thousand. I'm gonna say it was like eighty thousand episode or something like that. She was getting, or maybe eight hundred thousand. I don't know. I don't want to get to fucking lying, but it wasn't a huge number. Like I, it, it was way less than what I thought that she would make. You know, and his was like you know three or four times that amount. So I can understand it because, I mean, Tracy Ellis Ross, she is, you know, the draw or one of the draws. Anthony Anderson, don't get me wrong, like he's a star too. And, you know, he's a brilliant comedian and hilarious. But it's just like people really fuck with Tracy Ellis Ross. Like she has a following, you know what I'm saying? Like she's a queen in our community, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I, I feel like it's only right. And even if she did threaten him, like, you know, I love this show, but you're going to pay me what the fuck you – what I'm supposed, what I deserve, you know, and I will be on one episode every, you know, two, three shows, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm glad they did it because what they got going over at Blackish is amazing and they're doing great things for our culture, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and breaking the stereotypes and, and defining what it means to be black in America. Um, so it is important, you know, and I'm glad that the executives over at ABC realized that and they're giving this beautiful black woman, you know, her flowers and letting her move on and continue to, you know, make this show thrive. So, yeah. What did you take from it? Absolutely. I, I thought that Tracy Ellis Ross definitely needs to speak up about, you know, her pay and the, the, the gender gap and 
um, how it's pretty much unacceptable. Why is Anthony Anderson getting paid more now? Uh, after reading it, you know, if he was co-producer and then he also was, um, you know, taking actions when the show was first being, you know, thought about, present, developing, then I guess I, I will understand. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, like Jen said, their their Caucasian counterparts are, I'm sure, getting paid much more significantly than both of them. And um, only only difference is, you know, Anthony Anderson probably super duper excited about how much money he's getting paid, built the beans, and Tracy was talking like, hold the fuck up, you can how much? I'm getting how much? Okay, something needs to be said about this. And then spoke up, and I think that is really good. You know, we actually had a conversation about this a few, maybe a few months ago, regarding uh, people like should people they uh, say or tell other people how much money they make. And I do think that that's important, you know, so you can kind of be like, okay, well, you know, this is not right, woo, 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 and then get that talk through and see what you can do about it. A closed mouth won't get fed, so if you're not speaking up, how are you going to, you know, thrive or or get answers if needed? So I think she did a great job, and this kind of goes into our question of the day, which we're going to go ahead and get into. And before we get to the question today, I do feel like that he should have spilled the beans. And that is something, you know, I, I know salary makes people uncomfortable, but I do feel like that if, if you're in the same industry with somebody and you do fuck with them, that should be an honest talk. I think a lot of times we look at it as we want motherfuckers. We want to at least allude to motherfuckers so we make more than them. But it's nothing wrong with having like an honest dialogue. Making money and saving money is two different things. You can make a million dollars a year and saving zero and still be a broke bitch out here. So... Um, mm-hmm. you know, I do think that that is important, you know, and I, and maybe that is the reason that she came for, but I think it was that article that they were, um, that they had came out with that we were talking about where it was comparing like the actresses salaries, up, um, compared to their opposites on, you know, camera on screen on, on film, on television. So, yeah, but go ahead with that question of the day, Miss Angel. Yes, guys. So, it, it, once again, this topic it has to do with the wage gap by gender and then by race. So, uh, currently, right now, the big number is 80%. Um, so, I'm going to just read a little something, something to you guys. Did you know that in 2016, women working full-time in the United States typically were paid just 80% of what men were paid, a gap of 20%. The gap has narrowed since 1970 due to largely uh, due largely to women progress in education and workforce participation and to men's wages rising at a slower rate. Still, the pay gap does not appear likely to go away on its own. At the rate of change between 1960 and 2016, women are expected to reach pay equality with men in 2059, but even that slow progress has stalled in recent years. If change continues at the slower rate since 2001, Women would not reach pay equality with men until 2,119. Um, so state medium annual earnings and earning ratio for full-time year-round workers by state and gender in 2016. Jeanne, what do you think the the smallest gap in the in the largest gap is? So, so I just pretty much mentioned that you know here at, in the U.S. the gap is 80 percent. Now, out of the U.S., which state do you think has the 
lowest gap where women and men, they pretty much get paid almost the same amount. And then the highest gap where, like, oh, my goodness, it's, it's really bad, like, <laughs> there. Um, I would say the lowest gap would probably be somewhere that's more progressive. So maybe, like, your New York's, um, your California's. Um, Just DC. Right on the head. Right on the head. New York and California. Exactly. Um, so if you're a male in New York or California and you're getting paid between 51000 and 53000 a woman will get paid between 45000 and $47,000. right on the head. Good job. And then what do you think the lowest gap is? Oh, I'm sorry. And that gap is the gap ratios for New York and California, which are the highest in the U.S., is 88 and 89 percent. So, are you asking me what do I think will be the biggest pay gap? Like what states will have yeah, the biggest the pay worst. gap? Yeah, the worst. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like Middle America, like <laughs> Tennessee. No, in the U.S. Well, in the U.S. Oh yeah. I know, like Middle America, not Tennessee. Well, like Tennessee too, but like um, Oklahoma, Utah. Like places like that. Maybe. Yep. Utah is at 70%, and Louisiana is at 70%. So if you're a man and you're a woman and you're working the same job in Louisiana or Utah, um, and say a man is making between 50000 and 51000 a woman would make 34000 to 36000 That's almost, you know, $30,000 less, $20,000, $30,000 less than a man doing the same job. So that's kind of crazy. Um, so now we're going to just take it down just a little bit further. Hispanic women will have to wait until 22-33 um, to get equal pay, and black women will have to wait until 21-24 for that, for that equal pay. So that's interesting. A lot of people, they wonder, like, what is discrimination? What is pay discrimination? Well, if you're a man and a woman, and you both are salespersons, um, have college degrees, work experience is relatively the same, good workers, and recently hired at a job, and the man is making 45000 a year and the woman is making $36,000 a year, almost $10,000 less than a man, and they have the exact same, um, you know, exact same path, work ethic, everything, um, degree, everything, that's what you call pay discrimination. And I just kind of want to go into it um, just a little bit deeper. Jen, is there anything that you want to say before I go into it a little bit deeper? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Speak your truth, honey. All right, speaking, speaking. So if a woman, okay, women, they earn less than men at every education, every educational level. So it, it's just kind of... It's really pathetic. So if you have less than a high school diploma, um, then a man is will make around, and this is a, in 2015. This is a figure from 2015. So say you have no high school diploma and no anything, you know, a man can possibly make up to 13.93 an hour, but a woman will only make about 10.89. So if you've been to high school, you got that degree. Man is 18.61. But a woman is fourteen fifty seven. If you have some type of college degree, then um, or if you've been to some college, then a man twenty dollars and ninety five cent. A woman sixteen fifty nine. If you um, graduated from college, 
a man is likely to make $35.23 an hour, and a woman is $26.51 an hour. And then if you have an advanced degree, a man can make $45.84 and a woman $33.65. This damn near makes me want to become a man, y'all. I'm so serious right now. Um, but I'm just going to go into it lastly, just a, a wee bit deeper, and we're going to go into ethnicity. So we're going to talk about this. Um, we're going to go deeper by race and weekly salary. So if a man, a white man, made um, $845 a week, you can expect a white woman to make $669 a week. If a black man made $621 a week, you can expect a black woman to make $582 a week. If an Asian man made $952 a week, you can expect an Asian woman to make $779 a week. And last but not least, if a Hispanic or Latino man made $569 a week, you can expect a Hispanic or Latino woman to make $509 $509 a week. It seems to me the biggest gap here um, is with Asians. Yes. It's with Asians and white people. First Asians, then whites, then blacks, then Hispanics. So it's really interesting. Hispanic men and women, they pretty much say, uh, pay almost the exact same amount a week. Um, you can definitely see a, a large, huge gap in Asian men and women, uh, you know, almost $200 a week, which is insane, uh, for white men and women. It's not, yeah, I guess it's almost $200, that way. is it a little bit more? I think maybe a little bit less than $200 a week. And then um, black men and women, it's just a little over $100. So that's deep. Jim, what did you think about all of these uh, statistics that I've just brought to you? Um, it's interesting. It's not surprising. So, like, where did where did you come up with these numbers from again? So, like, how did you get, like, $900 for, like, the Asian man and, compared oh, I, to the $600? I, 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 I went to a website. I went to a website. And I just, uh, I just, um, I picked in, like, gender gap, I mean, um, gender equality, uh, pay equality and the gender gap and I just just started looking up a whole bunch of different shit and just all of this different stuff came up so I just started pulling different things from different websites and um, yeah I just wanted to kind of discuss it with you all just so you all which I'm sure like Jen said aren't surprised because I mean I'm sure you see it but it's just really interesting I really think that in order for people to um, like get that equal pay they really have to be like out here loud want it, go for it, like, you can get it, I really do think you can get it, like, even me, I've seen this job, um, and it only required an associate's degree, and I was thinking, like, oh, my God, I have two of those, and, um, they pay $32 an hour, and I was like, oh, $32 an hour, you know, that's over $5,000 every two weeks, it's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, five thousand dollars. Yep, mm, it's five thousand. Yep, every two weeks. So, so I was like, uh, because I think twenty five dollars an hour is well, either five thousand dollars a month or every two weeks. But anyways, um, so I was just like, damn, that's that's kind of dope, you know. But something, something is stopping me. Yeah, five thousand a month. So something, but something is stopping me in my life currently where I, I shouldn't be applying for new jobs. <laughs> so I didn't apply. Um. 
But next year, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be on it. And I'm trying to let you know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your mind. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, we're going to go ahead. And if Jen has nothing else to say, we're going to go into that confession uh, love for the evening. Jen, did you have anything to add, or would you like to confess your love this evening? So, I am confessing my love for uh, Miss Justine Skye. You know, the beautiful coolie goddess from hauling all the way from Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy, New York, um, via Jamaica. But she's just everything. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She just has, she just gives you, you know, glamour. She gives you vocals. You know what I'm saying? And I really fuck with her. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Justine Sky, Angel Vandrina, but... I mean, she's just so on point, and I really don't want her to – she's an R&B singer. But I really don't want her to succumb to, you know, Holly Weird. Um, She signed to Def Jam right now. Thank you so much, baby. Um, My my future children's other father, he brought me a glass of wine. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) you guys. But, um, yeah, but, no, she's just everything. She's super dope. and um, she's Kylie Jenner's best friend. She came out with this album, Ultraviolet. It um, was released Friday, I want to say. And it's just everything. Like I've always been a fan of like her music. Um, but the album is just giving me everything that I need, like from the lyrics, the vocals. Like I just think she's just so talented and she's so underrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that her career is going the direction that it is. I'm just hoping that... Like, the albums do well enough to where she don't get, like, shelved. Because I feel like it's important to bubble. I feel like nowadays you you have so many artists that are just blowing up and they have these one-hits. And I don't see her as, like, no one-hit wonder. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when she gets that big hit and she will, like, you know what I'm saying? She's going to have, like, this full catalog behind her. and People are going to really fuck with her. Because, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like she's just a true artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember one time she posted um, there's this picture on Instagram, and there's something that stuck with me. And it's something that I, myself, live by. And it was, and the quote was, bet on me, I'm an investment. You know what I'm saying? And I thought it was just so deep because it's just like, you know, you may not see it now, but, bitch, when it comes, it's going to fucking come. So be ready. Put your money in now so so we can do this go up together. Because either you're going to give me what I need or I'm going to leave you behind. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just really fuck with, with Justine Sky. You know, once the show's over, go ahead and listen to that Ultraviolet, including you, Ms. Andrew Vandrina. Like, she's just super beautiful. She's super talented. Her music is amazing. And I'm just loving this album. And already I know lyrics to, like, some of the songs because I've been having it on repeat all fucking day. But, yeah. Who are you confessing your love for this week, Ms. Andrew Vandrina? Uh, I'm confessing my love for a good silk press. Lord knows I need one right about now. I tried to do it. It didn't come out right. Mm-mm. Just, Why don't I you guess, wear it natural? Why don't you wear it with just some leave-in conditioner and keep it moving? What do you mean? Wash your hair like how I do. Well, I'm bald now, but you know how I used to do back in the day. Wash yeah, your hair. Bald put your, your guy. You're bald or your guy. 
But you can still wash your hair. You can put gel in it or leave it conditioner and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I did that all last you know, week. I told you they was looking at me crazy at work. <laughs> oh, well, fuck them, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did last week. I had it curly. Um, and I just let it natural because I didn't give a fuck. But I went to try a silk press. And so, like, I washed my hair real good. I did a deep conditioner mask today. And then um, I, like, flat ironed it. And I bought new flat irons, like these titanium flat irons. And, um, all of this other stuff, and I'm like, oh my goodness, and like I'm lazy, so I like take chunks out, but I was trying to do it in like small pieces, but I have circumstances that make me sick nowadays, so I couldn't like just stand up for like these full long times that I'm required to stand up, and I blow dry, and did everything that I was supposed to do, and it came out just okay. I was like, good lord, I need my scholars back, so I might have to start going back to her like every, like once a month. You know, pay this quick little fifty bucks, have her do my hair real quick, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 confessing my love for a real nice silk press. Those stylists, they are some. They're the real deal. They are the real deal, you guys. Okay, this shit is not easy. Not easy. And that's all, guys. That's all I have to say this evening. I'm feeling a little sick. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, everybody, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our show this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Thursday, January 25th at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Send your email to us at confession the number 2 us at gmail.com. Click the like button. Click the like button. This your host, Angel Rodriguez. And you're listening to the only confession session. Good night, babe. Good night, It loves me. It loves me not. Hey, Rebecca. What you doing? Oh, uh, I just wanted to see if my love for Duncan's pumpkin iced coffee is um, mutual. It loves me. I'm so happy for you guys. Jealous? Fall in love with fall flavors at Dunkin' with any size $2 iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of our delicious flavors like maple, pecan, or pumpkin. America runs on Dunkin'. It loves me. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.